Hey everyone, it's Olivia here, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Heart, Home, Faith. Today, we're going to be talking about something that, quite honestly, I'm a little sick of hearing about. If you're like me, you're probably kind of sick of it too. That's maybe not the best intro, because why would we talk about something that we're sick of hearing about? Well, let me give you a hint. Global pandemic. Unprecedented times. That's right. Today, we're talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus. Except, I have some insights that I think you'll find interesting and maybe a little bit of a different take, because what I've learned from coronavirus actually affirms my faith in a deep, meaningful, and beautiful way, because thanks to coronavirus, I see the necessity of Catholic social teachings in ways I've never seen before. So sit back and relax as we talk about the coronavirus. live in Michigan and not only do I live in this wonderful state, I also live in one of the areas that was the hardest hit by the coronavirus when it first started. Incidentally, I actually went to the hospital two days before our first diagnosed cases appeared in our county. I'm still thanking God that I didn't go the same day that the first cases appeared. I'm not sure how that happened, but I'm grateful. Anyways, for the past 10 weeks in Michigan, all we've really heard about is coronavirus, the numbers of cases, the symptoms, what to look out for, how to social distance. It's been really, really hard. 10 weeks of total utmost confusion. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but You know what I mean. It's been 10 weeks of severe social distancing measures, 10 weeks of crazy, not normal life. So that's all we've heard of for the past 10 weeks. And it's just been everything. It's it's just infiltrated everything. And I'm sick of it. I am sick of coronavirus. But just because I'm sick of it doesn't mean that it can't teach me something. So, I know that while my life has been turned upside down, I know that there is a lesson for me to learn here. There is something profound that I've been thinking about when it comes to COVID-19 and my faith. And it's this. It's that despite my frustrations with everything I've planned turning completely into a different direction and, you know, doing a a true 180. I was headed north and now I'm going south thanks to coronavirus. Um, That's a bad example, but I like bad examples, so you're going to have to bear with me for those. But everything is different than what I thought it would be, and I've had to give up control, and that is very difficult. But what I've realized is that Catholic social teaching plays a huge part in our society and what is right and good. And what is right and good is not always what is portrayed 
and is not always obvious to people. That's why we need Catholic social teaching more than ever. And the events of COVID-19 and the way that people have reacted to it in such a visceral way, that shows us just how important this very critical aspect of our faith is. Because as we know, faith without works is dead. Before we continue, I want to make one thing very abundantly clear, and it's this. I have no political agenda when it comes to this podcast. Okay, that being said, let's take a look at these social justice teachings. In this time of social distancing, we've definitely seen an uptick in social media usage, and that can be a wonderful thing, except that one of the things that I think has happened is that the dignity of the human person has been depleted in the eyes of many. That's a real sad tragedy because we were created with dignity. We were all created in the image and likeness of God. And for us to lose sight of the fact that even people we don't agree with are also made in the image and likeness of God, that is a way that we turn our backs on the Creator, and that is not okay. So this idea of the dignity of the human person, it is this overarching theme of Catholic social teaching, and it's beautiful because this is where we get the teachings on abortion and euthanasia and just all of these very heavy and very morally reprehensible concerns that we live in a world today where we must have these concerns because these are the sorts of things that people come up with. So here we are now in the dignity of the human person is really being called into question. Things like the way that our politicians have used this pandemic as a political agenda is very disturbing because what really is important is the safety of the people, the safety of the loved ones, the safety of those who are created in the image and likeness of God. Every person who has been affected by COVID-19, every person who has died from COVID-19, they are created in the image and likeness of God. And there is no one set or type of person that's better than any other. So when we hear about how COVID-19 has so disproportionately impacted different ethnicities and the real effects of racism and the real effects of just poor information and misinformation that have led to hate crimes and other horrific acts of violence being perpetrated against people, this is where we realize that we as people need to know that the dignity of the human person lies because of who they were created by. And we are not in charge of that. And so It might actually seem like we can just kind of come to the conclusion that we must treat people with respect, but without this teaching that each person has dignity, 
we don't get the full picture. We just don't get it. And we're seeing this play out now. Things like the the very real refusal to wear masks. Even though now, of course, I understand the confusion because at first don't wear a mask unless you're vulnerable and now everybody wear a mask. But as the science is evolving and as we are learning more and more about COVID-19, the proper thing for us to do to respect other people and to respect their dignity, the proper thing for us to do is to protect those around us through whatever means we are able to. Now, I am a healthy, able-bodied adult, but we have three kids, and in my family, there is somebody who is very vulnerable. My father is a cancer patient who has been on chemo and been receiving his treatments through this crisis. His name is Joe, and please pray for him. But having this understanding that I need to do things to protect him makes it a lot more real. And so if you are struggling for the reasons behind why we need to change things, think about my dad. Think about your dad. Find somebody that you can think of that you can say, I'm doing this for that person. And that makes it a little easier anyways. Not that it's ever going to be easy to live life like this. Sacrificing our own comforts for the vulnerable is a way that we can uphold the dignity of each person. It's a great gift. And Pope Paul VI said, Modern man listens more willingly to witness than teachers. Which means, go out and do it. Wear your mask, take proper precautions, social distance, meet in your small groups, whatever is in place to protect the vulnerable around you, do it and do it with a joyful heart because as Christian people, we are called not to be in the pit of despair, but to be joyful, to always be joyful because when we're upholding the dignity of the human person, we are upholding our love of God. We are loving the creator And we are saying that we are grateful to him for all he's done for us. One of the particulars of Catholic social teaching is that there needs to be options for the poor and the vulnerable, those who are marginalized. And this perhaps isn't expressly under the seven themes of Catholic social teaching that you can see on the USCCB website when you Google USCCB Catholic social teaching. But in my mind, at least, it certainly falls under this umbrella. So what I'm talking about right now is the idea that we are to feed the hungry. And this was really brought home to me in a new way when, for the first time that I knew of in my life, I was experiencing a form of food insecurity. Now, I know that when I was younger, times were tough for my parents, and I also know that they depended very much on the income that my dad made, and there were times when he didn't have that income, and so 
I don't know how my parents got by and I don't know the sacrifices they made. I do know as an adult now that they made them. And I also know that I never worried about where my next meal would come from. And that's something that I've never had to worry about as an adult either. However, then COVID-19 happens and all of a sudden there's this panic about getting groceries and being able to feed my family and, you know, these meat shortages and just all of these things that all of a sudden put what I thought I knew and they put that sense of security that I had, it put that sense of security completely away because I no longer had that sense of security. Now, our parish has a food pantry and one of the things that we've been very blessed to do over the years is to donate to this food pantry and it's pretty cute. The kids bring their little offertory gifts of canned goods up during, you know, the the offertory and they put it in the basket and then those those gifts go to the food pantry and then serves our local community and it's wonderful but when mass was no longer able to be celebrated in person those gifts stopped coming our christian service coordinator we are so, so blessed in such a very generous community that she put out an appeal for donations because the food pantry was still operating. Although my understanding is now, thanks to COVID-19, people are more in need, except there's less donations. And so she put out a call and, and in generosity, people were able to give. And one of the things that I did is I looked through my pantry and I thought, do we need all this peanut butter? No, let's give it to those who need it. Let's feed the hungry because that's what we're called to do. Those who are poor, those who are facing the food insecurity, who are feeling it in a way that's more intense than what I'm feeling, if I have something that I can give, I ought to give it. The whole idea of sheltering in place brings me to the point of sheltering the homeless. Of course, feeding the hungry and sheltering the homeless are corporal works of mercy, but they fall under this umbrella of options for the poor and the marginalized. I have to be honest with you, I am not proud of this at all. And I'm going to be really, really real for a second. I spent a really good portion of this pandemic and quarantine complaining about all the ways that my house was not good enough and all the ways that we needed to buy a new house and all of the things that I wanted and that really came out of a sense of comparison and pride. It also came out of feeling overwhelmed because we were on top of each other for weeks on end. I'm not proud of it but I can definitely see how it happened. So I had to realize, and I had to come to this conclusion on my own, but when I think about how less developed nations, even uh, areas of our nation that are not as equipped to handle this sort of a social distancing mandate, how they were impacted so disproportionately, how they had so much more to worry about than I did, it makes me feel a whole new sense of gratitude for my house. 
which isn't a perfect house by any means, but it is my home and I have one. And I realize the great many advantages that I have that are not afforded to many people in the rest of the world. The access to running water and soap and cleaning supplies. The access to multiple rooms and good plumbing. Of course, the access to grocery stores and and cars and parks, sidewalk, and just the other good things that come with being where I live. That I don't feel afraid when I go outside and that I am happy to be on my deck with my kids or happy to be in this walk-in closet which serves as my podcast studio now. There are so many wonderful gifts that I have that I just chose to overlook and thinking about places of the world where things like clean drinking water and having enough water even for bathing, let alone regular hand washing to combat this pandemic, these are the things that make me realize just how important having adequate shelter is and how very blessed I am and how I'm really counting with gratefulness all of the blessings that I've been given during this time. It certainly hasn't been easy, but I am so very fortunate. And knowing that there are those who are not as fortunate, who really suffered in a very disproportionate way during this time, that breaks my heart. As we're starting to kind of crawl out of this hole of the pandemic here in Michigan, I'm not sure the best ways for my own self personally to become involved in helping with these sorts of charities that help people who have fallen on hard times find housing and things like that, but I do know that I'm going to be looking into it because this is something that I really believe that I need in my own heart. I need to keep this particular mandate of sheltering the homeless close to my own heart in order to be a happy and healthy Christian woman. The last thing that I've been thinking about when it comes to COVID-19 and how it ties into the necessity of social teachings is the care for our common home, our earth. We all live here and I know we've all seen those pictures of Los Angeles and the smog after one week, two weeks, three weeks, and also of Venice and the canals. And regardless of whether or not those images are in some way altered and not reflective of reality, what I do know is this. This pandemic has forced many of us to take a look at our lifestyle choices. And some of the things that we've found are that Maybe we don't need to buy all of that stuff. Maybe we can use cloth diapers. Maybe we can use cloth napkins. Maybe we can be more conscious of what we're consuming. And maybe we can eat more vegetarian meals. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm a huge fan of hamburgers. And I'm looking forward to my next cheeseburger. That being said, I definitely know that I can make a delicious meal out of vegetables and I can do things and make lifestyle choices 
that will help to sustain the earth. And that's a wonderful thing. I guess that what I want to reiterate is that our care for the earth is not a political thing. It is the fact that we know God made the earth and we live in it and we live on it and we're caretakers of it. And that word caretakers, that doesn't mean that we are allowed to just abuse it and do whatever we want with it. That word means we actually take care of the earth. So some of the things that my family is personally considering is, you know, my husband may now be working from home for the rest of the year. Do we need two cars? Honestly, when I go back to work, probably we do, but it's going to be questions that are big, questions that are not what we would have thought about before this. And so how can we through our daily actions, how can we take better care of this earth that God gave us? Because through these shutdowns that have forced our actions to be different, that have forced us to take stock and account of what we're doing and why we're doing it, we now have a better understanding of our purpose. And through that, we can use that understanding of the purpose behind all of our actions to make the world a better place. It's not an easy thing, but it's a good thing to think about. I'm so grateful for my safety and for the safety of all of my family and friends and for the fact that I'm able to reflect on COVID-19 and glean these insights, which I can now share. I have so many blessings and I'm more aware of them now than I certainly would have been pre-COVID-19. And I hope that from listening to this, you're feeling a sense of awareness of your own blessings too and, and a way to reach out to others and thinking of ways that you can participate in making Catholic social teaching part of your life because Catholic social teaching is here for us. It's here not to give us a set of rules so that we know what we can and can't do. It's here to help us live the best lives we can in the light of God, the creator of everything. That's a beautiful gift. I'm so grateful for it. So what are some things we can do today to apply Catholic social teachings to our lives. Well, I've hit on a lot of things we can do. We can donate to food pantries. We can look into charities that help the homeless. We can certainly do things in our own day-to-day actions that are maybe more sustainable, maybe a little greener, but it's more than that. It's how can we take everything that we do and make it point towards God, the creator of all. Because if everything we do is oriented towards God, who we know created everything, then we're on the right track. If all we do is honor and serve God through the way we treat others, we will certainly be doing Catholic social teaching. So there are some simple things you could do. Donate to food pantries, Contribute to organizations that house the homeless. Grow a garden. Eat less meat. 
You can also, of course, make cards for the homebound. What a great thing to do with your kids. This time of social distancing is very isolating, especially for people who are typically more elderly and who are not able to get out and about. The very vulnerable. Make some cards and send them in the mail. I know that you will brighten their day. You can also always, always, always write a letter or an email to your representatives about causes that you're passionate about. Do it. Write that letter. Write that email. Say that you do or don't support this thing. Fight for the rights of the vulnerable. What an incredible legacy it would be if coming out of COVID-19, the vulnerable were heralded as the true heroes of this crisis. And they were seen as not just the fringe of our society, but an integral part of who we are as people. All of us are people who share the same common bond of being created by God. Thank you so much for tuning in today for this slightly heavy conversation, but I think it was one worth having. I know that in reflecting on COVID-19 and Catholic social teachings, I certainly learned a lot about myself, and I hope that you were able to glean some insights into the necessity of Catholic social teaching and how this pandemic though brutal and definitely in no way a good thing, can in some ways shed light on the very good of our faith, the very good of our beliefs. I'm looking forward to our next episode, and I can't wait to join with you soon.